Hello and welcome to this episode of <laughs> this episode of <laughs> Accidentally Adulting. That's what our that's what our podcast is called. <laughs> Great. Today we're joined by our special guest who is silent. You might just hear him farting throughout the we're joined by jake in the corner who will not be participating uh verbally but maybe maybe anally (laughs) maybe maybe it's maybelline anyway today um that's why we've actually got jake in the room we're actually going to talk about people that play the victim No, we're gonna, definitely not the case. Not the case at all. Jake's just Jake's just with us. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about kind of playing the victim, um, which I think is something that we can both give examples of when we're younger, but it probably still goes on in adulthood and just kind of, you know, talking about some good checks and balances to make sure we're not playing the victim. Mm, or at least recognizing when you are and then reining mm. it back, huh? Mm. Yeah. It's a tricky one. I think playing the victim is um, very common from Mm. what I've seen in life. I know a lot of people that tend to play the victim. And I think think a lot of people grow out of it, but clearly I I know some people that haven't. So, Jake. uh, It's it's not Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not Jake. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, like, how would you define playing the victim if someone's kind of unsure what it means? Like, obviously, it's not mm. lying in the kitchen with tomato sauce coming out of you and a, a, a knife sticking out of you. You know, like to pretend that you uh, murder victim. Yeah. Um, no, so no, not a course, murder victim. Yeah. yeah, an emotional victim mm. is what we're talking about here. Not a, um, not any other kind of victim. But I mean, I think playing the victim is when you kind of a situation happens to you or someone that you know and somehow like whether it's all the time it always happens this way or if it just occasionally happens this way but somehow you or that person is always like worse off from Mm -hmm. that situation is always the one that was hard done by uh particularly when it's not true Mm -hmm. so I, I guess an example would be like um if you didn't get invited to a birthday party and then you didn't get invited because you never hang out with that person. Like mm-hmm. you haven't talked talk to them for like a whole year or something. And then you go around like slandering that person mm. because you're the one that was the shitty friend. Mm. And now you're the victim because you didn't get invited. I don't know if that was a weird analogy. but No, I get that. I think for me to playing the victim is also like affirming that you're the victim. Like... Mm. Um, going around and like just checking, you know, hanging out with old mate Billy who is known for affirming everything that you do. Mm. You know, you know how you have those friends that you kind of go to for certain things and sometimes there's that friend that's always like, oh, hun. Yeah. Oh, poor you. Mm. Poor you for, you know, Mm. driving into that old man and not stopping. (laughs) Yeah. You know, poor you. He should not have walked out. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, kind of that people pleaser or like pitier friend mm. that you might have, but you're doing it because you want something out of it. Like you're getting something out mm. of being the victim in that situation. And you seek out those people. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Have you had experiences yourself of being the victim? Jake, I mean, Erin, sorry. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think I was a shocker for it uh, when I was younger. Can definitely like put my hand up and say that that was definitely something that I did. And I'm pretty sure I did it for attention. Mm. Um, I think that's probably why most people are doing... I reckon people either do it for attention or they're doing it because they know that in some way they were wrong and they're trying to manipulate yeah, the situation so that they come off as better. Um, but I'm fully aware that I definitely did it when I was younger in like um, friends group sort of situations more so. And I know for sure that I did it in uh, a lot of my earlier relationships. Um, pleased to say that it was like one of the things that when my last relationship ended that I was like that's not cool like I don't like that about myself and I'm not gonna do that anymore and I mean maybe Vince can clarify but I'm I've like made an active choice to cut that part of my life out of my life I guess mm. um but yeah for sure like I, I definitely have played the victim before I'm trying to think of an example but none come to mind <laughs> yeah I, I hear you how do you think you kind of realized that you were playing the victim and how did you choose to change that? Like, I'm wondering if someone's sitting here and they're like, I don't actually know. Because I was just thinking, have I played the victim? And I would say that I, like, same, I can't give an exact example. But I can, I can, I know that I probably have probably felt a bit sorry for myself. Mm. And so enhance that feeling by victimizing myself. And you're only digging yourself into a deeper hole. Like, it actually does no one any good. And it's kind of... For me, I think I've had those moments where you have to like, not physically, but you have to like, you know, slap yourself across the face and be like, snap out of this. This like, is dumb. This yeah. is dumb. You're not, this isn't going to help anyone and it's not going to make the situation any better by saying, oh, poor me. Yeah. I think for, for when I used to do it, um, it was definitely probably more of like a, I've, I've known that I've done something wrong or like I know that I'm in the wrong or I've made the wrong move or made the wrong call or whatever and it's been me trying to get myself out of like (laughs) being the one in the wrong so then Mm. I would shift it and become the victim so um (laughs) oh actually I can think of an example um so this is something that didn't actually happen to me but it happened to my colleague but um basically in a nutshell because I can't give away too many details because it's not my story to tell but my colleague was hosting like a BYO sort of thing for her birthday and was inviting one of our other colleagues this isn't my current job by the way I'm not calling anyone out um (laughs) so at in this situation my my colleague was having a birthday and she's throwing a BYO little party shindig thing and she invited one of our other colleagues and my other colleague had this sort of significant negative life event happen uh, which meant that she couldn't attend the BYO and it wasn't that she was out of town or anything it was just that my colleague just wasn't in a place to be able to attend a, mm. a fun event sort of thing so um, this really upset my colleague who threw the party and I think in hindsight I think it was because I don't mean this in a mean way, but the the party was a little bit of a flop. Like there were not many people attended. Right. It kind of, I think it got shut down a bit early, sort of, you know how it goes. Sometimes things don't align. Mm. So um, I think like a week later, the colleague who threw the party actually pulled the colleague who couldn't come to the party to the side at work as well and basically called them out for not being able to come to this party and said that, um, you know, they'd made it really clear where their friendship stood and that they really, uh, you know, were disappointed by the colleague who couldn't come 
like their lack of caring about the friend's birthday mm. and whatever. And I remember hearing about it afterwards and just being like, that is just the most toxic level of victim, like victimizing yourself sort of scenario because everyone at that birthday knew what the other friend was going through and this person managed to like twist it around and it Mm. was suddenly you know this person was being horrible um when it just wasn't that case at all so yeah that that one sticks out of my mind actually that one was particularly bad that's quite extreme and I know you can't give the details but as someone who knows Mm. (laughs) that story I guess um there was just no it sounds like there was no consideration for that person and it was all about them and they were like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the victim here because my birthday was a flop. My BYO mm. was shit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Come on, love. It's a BYO. Anyway. <laughs> Great example. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's, that's kind of an example of one that doesn't really fit into that categories of like trying to manipulate your way out of being wrong or mm. trying to get attention. That was just like a weird sort of entitlement mm. viewing yourself as being the center of the universe, narcissistic trait some people and birthdays do bring that out in people though mm. right it's like it, sometimes I feel like it's that hype that you feel around new year's yes oh <laughs> don't get me started do not get me started yeah um that's quite interesting do you think colleague a um <laughs> birthday who, gal birthday gal do you think that she was like surrounding herself with people that were kind of affirming for her that she was the victim or do you think it was kind of self-inflicted honestly and I don't think this is the case that happens all the time but I think that this person like we all knew that that colleague party friend B um was going through something at the time like I think everyone was aware that that was a situation um so I think that party gal A um actually just had like a personality flaw and, and couldn't pull their head out of their own ass and realize they weren't the center of the universe but I think I get the point that you're making I think it's really common for people to surround themselves and almost get into a little bit of an echo chamber hey like if you're telling people especially because you're probably editing the story to favor you anyway Mm. and then if you I think um family members are often shockers for this Mm. because you tell your your family members that you know this thing happened to you and then they're like oh my god how you sweet angel child how are you the victim here this is so unfair you know and then when you hear that enough times, you kind of reinforces your belief mm. that you're the one that's been hard done by her. Mm. I wonder if people that play the victim like quite frequently in their adulthood, I wonder if they were that same kid that was always like, I'm going to get my mum, mm. you know, that mm. like knew they could, they had that threat because they could play the victim to their parents or like yeah. their parents were the ones that were always like, oh no, my child is always is always right and would like step in in situations you know Mm. how there was always a mum on the side of the netball court that like (laughs) you're defending my child too aggressively maybe that just happened to me because I was an aggressive goldie but (laughs) (laughs) who knows but do you know what I mean I wonder Mm. if there's some kind of connection there because I feel like that's almost that same kind of relationship where you're going and you're like you need to find someone that's going to affirm those kind of feelings I remember in my adulthood I actually played sports with a girl that was like Oh, I could do a whole podcast about it. She, like it was so eventful in so many ways, but she was so uncommitted to the team and it was very frustrating. We really needed her and really trying to get her to come. And there were moments where we called her out for different things. And she was like a grown ass girl and was like, oh, you can ask my parents. 
And I was like, okay, I'll talk to your mum. Like, <laughs> I'm an adult. Like, I think I'm an adult. Like, I don't, yeah. I'm not, mm. I'm not threatened by your mum, Karen. <laughs> Her name wasn't Karen, Jake. <laughs> so, yeah, there's definitely people that kind of, um, like, seek out friends that will affirm what they've done or the situation and victimize it. And look, sometimes you actually might be in the wrong. I wouldn't say the victim. Mm. And when you go and you seek those types of like, you know, you you know, you're not going for your friend. That's going to give you the like play. What do you say? You're in devil's avocado. Mm. They're just going to be like, Oh, you're so right. Mm. Like Jake should have replaced the one egg in the fridge. Mm. Poor you. He's such a bad friend. He (laughs) obviously doesn't love you. (laughs) I don't know. He does not bring home enough eggs. (laughs) Fucking Jack. No, he didn't replace. He didn't replace the egg. I think. Yeah, I mean, in saying all of this, sometimes you are the victim. That's what. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And And often you will need that friend that will give you the little bit of a pity party, and you know you'd have a vent about it, share some DMs, and then move on with your life. Um, But sometimes you're not going to be the victim. And I think that's when it's really important to make sure that you're not always going to the same kind of people that are just Mm. people pleasing and wanting you to be, you know, just wanting to be on your side 24 seven. Sometimes you need that friend that's going to be like, Hey, I'm sorry you feel that way, but you're being a little bit of a dick, you Mm. know, like you're you're probably not on the right here. You'll say that to me too. I would just say Mm. it's quite good. Um, I guess you need to diversify the friends that you're going to get feedback on. Just like your investment portfolio. Diversify, (laughs) diversify, diversify. (laughs) Yeah, no, very true. Well, I guess if we're going to like use that kind of analogy there, I guess your friend that kind of affirms that you're always right is kind of the safety net. They're like your ETFs, right? Mm. But you need to get like a, or what's something really risky on the market at the moment? I don't know, I haven't really looked in a while, but... Okay, circa nineteen ninety one. You need a friend that's Apple. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Kind of going to give you the advice that hurts a little bit, mm. like stings a little bit. When that bit. market drops, yep. When that market drops. <laughs> <laughs> but is going to enhance you long term. Yeah. And give you lots Such of a stretch s- of an analogy, but I like no, this. It it's good. Yeah. yeah no, no, I completely agree. I think it's important to make sure that when you are. Um, Trying to get advice from people, you go to multiple people anyway. Yeah. yeah. And I think second to that is to ensure that when you are giving advice, you're not just like being comforting, you yeah. know? And that's not to say to be like, ah, oh, you're such a little bitch. <laughs> Jake didn't need that egg, you know? You could I, use some reflective play. <laughs> you could use reflective practices. I think it's really important as well that if you do go to a friend and like maybe if I'm that friend for you, Kath, maybe you can talk to this. But if you do go to a friend trying to have a pity party and they're like, hey, I see where you're coming from, but I don't think that that's actually how that situation panned out. I think it's really important to not then make yourself the victim against your friend that's giving Mm. you advice as well because I've seen that play out a couple of times and I think that can be really tricky because your friend's just trying to help and sometimes when you actually give people solid advice or what you think is solid advice because you know each to their own um it's important not to then victimize yourself against a victimizing circle of victimization yeah double layer yeah Mm. yeah and i think i can imagine you get yourself into this like victim hole yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> dig deeper, you know. Yeah, yeah. I was a victim to them, I was a victim to them. And it just, it doesn't, obviously doesn't benefit or serve you long term. Like mm. if you, it also means that when you're going to the same person for advice and they're giving you the same kind of like pity mm. and like, oh, babes, kind of, you know, those kind of people. Um, it also means that you're not able to grow. Like you don't have any kind of critical thoughts towards your life or kind of what's happening. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Are we boring you, Jack? So. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess playing the victim in adulthood is a real thing. Yeah. Probably sometimes maybe a little bit more subtle as we get older. Mm. It's not as obvious as it was kind of on the... I really, background. I truly think people grow out of it and yeah. become more self-aware and realise that the world maybe doesn't revolve around them and that victim, like making yourself the victim doesn't actually get you anywhere better than mm. just dealing with the situation at hand you I know? personally I actually think it makes the situation worse for you because mm. you actually aren't resolving anything you're just making you're if say you if you say if you go and attack the person that you're mad at like you're just affirming that you're in a shit place yeah and you also just end up like bringing a little toxic trend into those friendships too right because every time mm. you victim victimize yourself I keep wanting to say victim blame yourself but that's not the word I'm looking for every time you victimize yourself um it makes it puts strain on that friendship and Mm. I guess that's not what people are wanting to do anyway so no fuck that poor Mm. friend B yeah yeah colleague B colleague B friend B yeah anyway it's not Beyonce um (laughs) so I guess really the takeaways are diversify your friends like Mm. you should your portfolio yeah (laughs) um and just try and give give solid advice yeah don't be afraid to actually call people out play mm. devil's avocado because sometimes it's actually what your friend needs and if you're Mm. a good friend you're not just there to pacify you know Mm. you gotta help people with their personal growth be the apple 